So we begin this year with much more than just an annual theme or a declaration. We begin this year, this brand new decade for that matter, with our prophetic trademark. Here's the theme for the year. For you that are here in this auditorium, for all of our campuses in Los Angeles and the different places we have campuses, and for those that are watching online across the world, here's our theme. Watch God. Watch me. Watch us change the world. Repeat after me. Say, watch God. Now look at your neighbor and tell him, watch me. And then go like this. Watch us change the world. Watch God reign perfectly over our entire lives, ministries, families, and circumstances every single day without exception. Watch me as I exhibit the grace, the glory, and the gifting of Jesus in me, with me, and through me like never before. And watch us for the glory and in the name of Jesus change the world. 2020 is the year of clear vision. 2020 is the year of clear vision. Clarity of vision. 2020, clear vision. So this year... We're going to speak about vision throughout the course of the entire year as we step into this watch God, watch me, watch us change reality. 2020 vision. I need to begin by asking questions regarding 2020 vision. How many here without their contact lenses or their glasses? Without. That's called cheating. It's called corrective lenses. How many of y'all without your contact lenses and glasses have 2020 vision or better? You could be better, by the way. If you do, raise your hand. We don't like you all. (laughs) You're special in a special way. Because the vast majority of us, if you have contact lenses or glasses, raise your hand. Now I'm going to speak to those that are over 40. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, when you're over 40, when you jump the 40 hump, especially the 50 hump, there comes a time... At night, where you just don't see as clearly as you used to see before. If anyone here, 40 or over or 50 and over, and you know you're a living witness, Pastor Sam, I could bear witness. I am a witness. I'll testify. What you're saying is truth. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Raise your hands. Anyone who's 39 and under, you could hate all you want. You will cross that Jordan. That day is coming. That day is coming. That day is coming. That day is coming. But then we have corrective lenses. So we can see when you have corrective lenses, and for those over 40 and 50, the bifocal component, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're there, you can see things here and there. You have clarity of vision. So I was discussing this, this outline with my best friend, the Holy Spirit. And I asked my BFF, Holy Spirit, What do you want me to share to begin the year with this 2020 vision? What's the message? And the Lord guided me to biblically extrapolate from both the Old and the New Testament examples, vivid narratives where people saw things they never saw before. Powerful. Let me tell you about vision. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says the following. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. So he may run who reads it. It's It's not even good enough according to scripture to have a vision. You must write it down. How many have already on their phones or on their iPads or whatever, how many have begun the process of writing down your vision for this year, some of you already for this decade? If you're writing down some things you want to see in you, in your family, and those around you, raise one hand. It's you need to write it down. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, 
the people will cast off restraint. Another version reads, they will perish. Again, Acts 2.17 says, young men shall see visions. It begins with vision. Here's the story that God guided me to begin this year and this decade with. It's prophetic and it's for you. 1 Kings chapter 18. And it's the story of the prophet Elijah. The prophet Elijah just finished a confrontation with the king of Israel called Ahab. Ahab was a bad guy. His wife was even worse. He begins this moment in time, verse 41, after the fire came down. We're not going to get into that story for another day. Right after he has a confrontation with the king of Israel, who's a bad king, and God sends down fire. This is what Elijah does. Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink at Pollo Loco. Yeah, Pollo Loco. That's the new Sam King's James Version translation. Go get something to eat at Pollo. Go get something to eat and drink. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Rain's about to come. You need to put this in perspective. This same prophet Elijah was the one that prayed in the drought. A man of God prayed and a drought took place. Wow, the power of prayer. A man of God prayed, subsequently he prayed and fire came down. Now the same audacious prophet with an attitude, with swag, Pastor Phyllis on December 31st, like a boss. This same prophet is now coming around and saying, that's right, I prayed and there was a drought. I prayed and there was fire. Now I'm going to pray. And God's going to send down rain. I mean, imagine you opening up your mouth and confronting, ah, speaking to your Ahabs and saying, I need you to understand, God's about to make it rain. He's about to bring an end to the drought. He's about to pour out his blessings. So Ahab listened to the prophet. He went to Pollo Loco. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face, between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said those famous words, I don't see anything. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I see something, but it's a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Elijah shouted, hurry, tell Ahab, climb into your chariot and go home, because if you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Here comes the rain. So I want you to listen carefully. 2020 vision requires audiovisual collaboration. Let me explain. Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat. Elijah said to whom? To who? Who was Ahab? Ahab was not Elijah's best friend. Ahab was the king of Israel. Ahab was wicked. Ahab was in a de facto and de jure manner his adversary. Ahab was the husband of Jezebel. Ahab was a detractor and a hater. Yet the prophet opens up his mouth and says, hey, you, my enemy, you, the wicked king of Israel who I just confronted, get ready because rain is coming. Let me tell you what that means. There are a couple of elements embedded here. Why didn't, first of all, why didn't Elijah hesitate in confronting the president of his country, the king of this kingdom? He's a prophet speaking to the most political, the most powerful political figure. Who is this prophet? What audacity for him to confront the top leader and the way he spoke to him. Because when you live by grace and when you live by faith, you don't dare back down speaking the truth of God to whoever is in front of you. 
Titles do not intimidate you. When God tells you to open up your mouth, you're going to open up your mouth and share the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the truth of Jesus to whomever, whenever. So I'm here to prophesy to you just like Elijah did here. In 2020 and this decade, you will never be silenced again. I'm here to declare that you're about to raise your volume like never before. And the forces around you that try to silence you, the forces around you that try to silence the forces try to silence me the forces around you that try to silence you those forces will hear you louder than ever before that's the word now now I want to one more time in perspective it's he's talking to Ahab not to his servant he's telling his adversary his foe He's telling him, here it is. God's about to make it rain, and you can't stop it. You miss that. You may be the king of Israel, but there is a king above all the other kings. He's talking to his nemesis. And he's saying, you couldn't stop me when I prayed in the drought. You couldn't stop me when I prayed down the fire. And guess what? There's nothing you can possibly do to stop me from praying down the rain. So let everyone know that I'm about to pray. Woo! Imagine you looking at the Ahabs in your life and letting them know you couldn't stop me in 2011. You couldn't stop me in 2012. You couldn't stop me in 2013. You couldn't stop me all the way to 2019. And I just stepped in to a new decade and guess what there's nothing you can do that will be able to stop me from glorifying and magnifying the fullness of Jesus like never before he spoke to his Ahab nothing you can do nothing you can say can stop me from praying down the rain hey Ahab get ready God's about to make it rain Ahab get ready God's about to make it rain God's about to make it rain God's about to make it rain I dare you to speak to your fear speak to your doubt speak to your shame speak to condemnation speak to the sin speak to the temptation even speak to the past and repeat the words of the prophet Elijah I hear a mighty rainstorm coming Raise your right hand right now. I don't care what Ahab was against you or what Ahab is still against you. I dare you with a smile on your face. Hey, Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. It's a new decade. It's a new season. It's a new year. I dare you to open up your mouth and say, God's about to make it rain. You have no idea what you just said. Do you realize what you're saying? According to the word of God, when, it, when we talk about rain, Ezekiel 34, 26 says, and in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. James chapter 5 says that he pours out the rain. Verse 18, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to bring fruit to yield its crops. Rain in the Bible represents great blessings. It represents prosperity. It represents overflow. When the Bible talks about the rain coming down, the Bible is saying your drought is over. The things that couldn't grow before are about to grow now. The areas that were dry are about to be saturated. The stuff that wouldn't bear fruit is about to be more fruitful than ever before. So I'm here to tell you.
you as we kick off the year and the decade. If you want it, you take it. If you don't want it, I'm pretty certain your neighbor will get a double portion. Here it is. Brothers and sisters, friends, I need you to get ready. God's about to make it rain. Upon your family, here comes the rain. Upon your children and your children's children, here comes the rain. Upon your faith, here comes the rain. Upon your testimony to bear witness that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, here comes the rain. Upon your mantle, upon your calling, upon your anointing, upon your health, upon your career, upon your finances, upon your dream, here comes the rain. If you believe it, lift up your hands and repeat after. I dare you to lift up your hands. Upon your prayer life, here comes the rain. Upon your worship, here comes the rain. Upon your generosity and your service to others, here comes the rain. Upon your pursuit of righteousness, here comes the rain. Upon your holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life, here comes the rain. Lift up both hands. If you believe it, if you don't, don't. Lift up both hands and dare to say with me, here comes the rain. No, no, no. I need you to say it like you believe it. In a matter of fact, I dare you to believe this so hard right now. If you ever went through a drought, if you ever went through a season where the stuff did not grow, if you went through a season that was dry, 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 and I mean dry, and you prayed and you fought and nothing grew, I need you to believe with me right now that God's about to make it rain on you like it's never rained before. I feel the Holy Spirit as I tell you to get ready your land is about to be saturated your ground is about to yield fruit somebody prays like the rain's about to come down somebody worship like the rain's about to come down somebody lift up your hands like your rain is about to come down somebody shout here comes the rain here comes the rain What if it rains? What if it rains and it doesn't stop raining? What if spiritually speaking, you don't get just a passing shower? What if, what if it rains and then it continues to rain spiritually? And then you continue to rain. And then it continues to rain. No, no, then it continues to rain. And then you think, but wait a second, this stuff don't stop. And then God says, I told you, it's not just a, it's not just a passing shower. I'm, I'm about to bless, I'm about, ooh, I feel the glory right now. If we were old school, I'd be running right about now. My goodness, I need you to get ready. I'm not talking about a passing shower. I'm not talking about a religious experience. I'm talking about an outpouring of the glory and the favor of God without limits, without time constraints, without parameters. Somebody shout, here comes the rain. It's going to rain. Can you look at your neighbor and tell him it's going to rain? No, but tell him God's going to make it rain on you. God's going to make it rain on you. Brother Sean is going to come down hard. I mean, it's going to come down hard. Imagine wherever you go, it's raining. Wherever you go, it's raining. No, no, wherever you go, it's raining. 
And wherever you go, the blessings show up. No, you missed it. I could prove it. I could biblically substantiate it. Keep it legal. Who was he talking to? Who is Ahab? Yeah, but from a dynamic, from a relational dynamic standpoint, his enemy. We're from California, so we can say this. Dude! The prophet is talking to his enemy and tells him there's rain coming. No, you missed it. He could have said, you hate me, you did this to me. It's going to rain on me. Me and my family, but you're going to continue in your drought. He didn't. He's looking at the man who tried to kill him, who's going to try to kill him again. He's looking at the man and saying, you need to get ready. Because of me praying to him, even you are going to benefit. I'm preaching to three people. Are you ready to be so blessed that even your haters end up getting Somebody shout, here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is speaking now, Matthew 5. And Jesus says, you got to bless those who persecute and prosecute you. And then he says, don't get upset when they get blessed because I will send the rain. I make the sunshine and I send the rain upon the just and the unjust alike. Yeah, imagine being so blessed. Rain is coming. I'm here to tell you rain is coming. Pastor Sam, you're beginning a brand new decade saying what? We're going to see. We're going to see it. We're going to see the rain, but it begins. I'm going to land this. The Bible does read it. Can you please read it again? Because I just don't want you to get messed up. Elijah says, I hear the sound. Stop. He didn't say, I see it. He said, I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm coming. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. You have to hear it in your spirits before you see it with your eyes. I'm going to say this in another term, another context. You have to see it in your spirit before you see it in the flesh. The problem is some of us, we do things about ever hearing anything in the spirits. And then we suffer the consequences because you have to hear it before you see it. Repeat after me. I have to hear it before I see it. You got That's all Bible all throughout, even in the book of Acts. They, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind, Acts chapter 2, before they saw tongues of fire. You got to hear it before you see it. You got to hear it in the spirit before you see it with your eyes. You got to hear it in your praise before you see it with your eyes. If you're not willing to praise God about it, then you're not able to receive what you're praising God about. You got to hear it in your prayers before you see it with your own eyes. Let me repeat something we've articulated here a number of occasions and written about. A sound is the audible manifestation of a shift taking place. That's what a sound is. You got to hear. Faith cometh by and hearing of the you got to hear it before you see it. And can you just raise your right hand real quick? I'm just going to release this. Job 42 verse 5. One of the most powerful verses. Before I heard about you, 
but now I finally see you? What if I tell you that's going to be your verse for this year? What if I tell you you're going to repeat the words of Job? And for those of you that are from Loomis, Job. So what, what if I tell you, Job, accents, dialects. What if I tell you you're going to say, before my ears heard, but now I see. You're about to see what you heard of. But you have to hear it before you see it. Let me finish this message with this. This is my, actually my favorite part now. Before that was the appetizer. Uh, here it goes. Ahab went to Pollo Loco. I'm sorry. Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah, wow. 2020 vision demands audiovisual collaboration. You have to hear it before you see it. Watch this. Ahab went to eat, but, conjunction, junction, what's your function? Elijah climbed to the top of the mountain and bowed low. I'm done. You missed it. Are there any questions? Oh, you missed it. Read it. It's so powerful. Elijah tells the king, go ahead, rain's coming. God's going to make it rain. Then Elijah, the Bible says, climbed to the highest mountain, to the highest peak. He went higher. Watch, watch. I'm reading it verbatim. Elijah went to the highest place. He climbed high. When he got there, he did not take a selfie and say, I'm on top. I'm going to tell you what Elijah did that you and I are going to do. I'm going to speak to you prophetically based on what the Holy Spirit told me to share with you. I say that with fear and trembling. Because like never before, whether you believe it or not, God's about to take you to a high place. No, I know you think you know what I'm talking about. No, no. I kid you not. The lid is off you. The stuff that held you down will never be able to hold you back again. I'm going to say this one more time. You are in Jesus and Jesus is in you. There is nothing that can stop you. The stuff that held you down, well, the lid of the last decade is now the floor of, are you with me right now, of this decade. You are, the ceiling of the last decade is the floor for this decade. The stuff that was here will be underneath you this entire decade. What am I telling you? God's about to take you higher than you've ever been before. I, there are two words resonating in my spirit. Elevation and promotion. If that's for you, raise one hand. Not, if you believe elevation is coming your way, raise one hand. If you believe God-ordained promotion is coming your way, raise both hands. All the people ready to go higher, raise both hands a little bit higher. I want, I want to show you what Elijah did. What did Elijah do when he got to the high place? What did he do? Oh my goodness, he did this. Watch, he went high and when he got there, is looking for people that when he takes you high you bow low when he takes you high you bow low when he takes you high you give him all of the glory all of the power all of the praise is there anyone here who is ready to go high if you are show him that you're ready to go high now is there anyone here who can tell him right now God I promise as you take me high I will bow low if you can make that commitment right now, say something to God. Look up here for a second. Humility is the preservative of God's favor. This is not hype. 
God's going to take you to the highest. You've never been to the place God's about to take you. God didn't save, deliver, and heal you so people, can, so people and devils and principalities and life can crush you. He did all of this, John 10, 10, to give you life and life abundantly. Ephesians 2, 6 says we're already seated with him in the high place. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to rise up. Live beyond the lid. Go beyond the ceiling. God has greater things for you and your family. You need to believe with me. You're about to go this decade. You're about to conquer the highest mountain and possess the biggest promise. And you need to say it. There's not a devil in hell or a person on earth that can stop me from reaching God's ordained plan and purpose and destiny for my life. And when you get there, you're not going to say, I got here by myself. When you get there, you're not going to say it was all me. When you get there, you're going to shout all of the glory, all of the glory, all of the glory belongs to he who died and resurrected. Stand with me. 2020 vision requires... That when God takes you high, you bow. So what if I tell you that as we begin to, I know it's a little bit loud and vociferous, animated. I, please forgive me for being so enthused and excited about what's coming our way. About the fact that God's about to bring an end to the drought. Drought of what, Pastor? What are you talking about, man? What if I tell you that we've seen a drought? I travel around the world. I know this well. Even in the church collectively, to a great degree, we suffer drought. Collectively. There's examples here and there, pockets of churches that are still experiencing revival and renewal, which is code word for the fresh move of God's Holy Spirit where God is not quenched, where people don't tell God what to do, but God tells them what to do. But collectively as a church, do you realize in the past decade, there, we haven't seen as many outpourings of revivals and renewal, signs and wonders and miracles. That I, when I grew up, and I'm not that old, man, that used to be a common thing. No, I'm not making that up. Like, you know, the, the wheelchair stuff and the people, that, like, that wasn't like an anomaly. Like, that was like an expectation. It got to the point where we were at church and we were, oh, that, that person was paralyzed for 30 years. They're walking. That's cool. Yeah. Praise God, because we expect that. It became like, boom. But in the past decade, there was a drought of, of, it was a drought. There was a drought. And then there was a drought of Christian unity because the church was divided by politics and denominationalism and theological arguments about the things in the margins, ignoring the core. There was a drought. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me yesterday, as I'm writing this, I'm writing, Pastor Eva was so blessed, she was shopping. Under the anointing, of course. And I was in the car, and then, in my, and then our campus, our campus. We have a lot of campuses in Sacramento. Every time you see a Starbucks. It's campus. You call it Starbucks. I call it New Season Campus. El Grove, Folsom, Granite Bay, Midtown, Downtown. I'm claiming Temple, by the way. It's a more edgy and more prophetic name. I'm writing this, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, saying, Samuel, let my children know I'm about to make it rain. Let them know I'm about to send. My cloud is getting filled. Do you realize rain is just simply when the cloud is full? 
of the evaporated condensation from the water molecules that emerge out of the sea. They fill up, they come together, they form a cloud. When it comes to the point of saturation, the tipping point in the words of Malcolm Gladwell, they, it releases because they can't hold it anymore. The cloud of God's glory right now is filled with our prayers. It's filled with our praise. It's filled with our worship. It's filled with intercessions of Christians around the world going, God, send out your rain. The world is hurting. There's a drought. There's a drought of truth. People don't even know what truth is anymore. They're so confused about everything. You name it, everything. There's so much. And God said, I'm about to make it rain. I'm about to make it rain. I'm about to make it rain. I'm going to pour it out. If you're ready to go higher, raise one hand. If you're ready for God, not just to take you higher, but if you really are committed to bowing low, when you reach that high place, raise both hands. Pastor Ava, did the prophet just bow low? What else did he do? He just not, did not bow low. He did something else. Yes, he prayed. I need you to keep your hands up for 30 seconds at least. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Here's what the Bible says about prayer. The Bible says that when you pray in his name, he will do that very thing. That very thing. The Bible says, whoo, whoo, whoo. the Bible says that that prayer availeth much. That prayer, the prayer of a righteous person will do much more than the prayers of others. That's the power of prayer. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God with a spirit of thanksgiving. What if I tell you that your prayer life is about to become more effective than ever before? So we begin this year in the presence of Jesus with the understanding that we have 2020 vision, that it requires audiovisual collaboration that we need to hear before we see it. And likewise, that when God takes us high, we bow. But we must pray like we've never prayed before. Pray in the Spirit. Pray without ceasing, which means pray constantly. Pray in the name of Jesus. Because prayer changes everything. Are you ready to have the best prayer life of your life? Is anyone here ready to talk to God like you never talked before? Put your hands down. Rain's coming. There's rain coming. You're about to be so saturated wherever you go. It's going to be raining. Blessings, showers of blessings. I want you to look up here. But prayer and humility. Prayer and humility equals showers of blessings. Get ready. Oh, wow. Elevation and promotion. For the glory of Jesus. Bow low. Wake up tomorrow morning and bow low. Practice bowing low. I'm, I dare you to tomorrow morning wake up and bow low. Somebody ask you, your spouse, somebody ask you, why are you bowing? Your sister, your brother, whoever's here, why are you bowing? Go, I'm practicing. <laughs> practicing for what? Because I'm about to go to the high place. And in the high place, that's what we do. We give God all the honor and the glory and the praise. Because he is worthy. Father, seal this word right now via the conduit of your Holy Spirit. You are speaking to us that rain is coming and nothing can stop it. Thank you for the showers of blessing that will not be denied. Thank you because in the book of Acts, 
you remind us that when we turn our backs on everything that holds us back from the fullness of God, the book of Acts says when we turn our backs from sin, from the things that hold us back from doing the will of God, you send that rain that refreshes. A season of refreshing is the word, is the phrase that appears. Thank you, God, because you're pouring out your rain. So today we say yes. We say yes to your rain. Yes to going higher. Yes to bowing low. Yes to praying more effectively. Yes to confronting Ahab. Yes to changing the world. In Jesus' name. If you come in agreement with what I just said completely, say in Jesus' name, amen. amen.